0: Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. That's what the angel says to you. Does that surprise you? Did you expect me to say that's what the angel said to Mary? Well, the angel did say that to Mary a little over 2,000 years ago. Luke records that in chapter one of his gospel, the passage that we just heard when the angel came to her, he said, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. But I want you to know this morning that those words in the first chapter of Luke's gospel are not just for Mary. As we just heard them read, as we meditate upon them now, the angel Gabriel continues to speak. And the words that he speaks in this room this morning are directed at you. Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. Perhaps you have a bit of difficulty believing that those words are meant for you this morning. Perhaps it's hard to imagine God sending the very same message to you that he sent to someone as holy, as faithful, as special as Mary. If that idea feels a bit confounding, you're in good company. So far, you're right on par with Mary. Listen to what Mary said when when she first heard the angel say to her, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. Verse 29, she was perplexed by these words and wondered what this greeting might be. I think sometimes we misread Mary's initial response Sometimes we think of her as being startled by the angel's presence, perhaps even a bit frightened. Then the next thing that the angel says to her is, don't be afraid. And most of us know that if we saw an angel standing at the foot of our bed in the middle of the night, we would be more than a little frightened. But that is not how the Bible presents Mary in this scene. Most of the time in the Bible, when an angel appears to someone, the very first words that the angel says are, fear not. Fear not. Not so here. That's the second thing the angel says to Mary. The first thing is, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. And Luke does not say she was startled by the presence of the angel and wondered what sort of creature this might be. What Luke says is this, she was perplexed by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. It was not the angel himself, but what the angel said that gave Mary pause. She could not, for the life of her, understand why the angel would call her favored one. Why in the world would the Lord be with her? Who am I, Mary thought to herself. Who indeed? Of course, we know who Mary is. She's the mother of God. The one who gave birth to the word made flesh. Mary was young and pure and faithful. In one simple word, Mary was blessed. Blessed are you among women, Elizabeth said to her. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, Mary declared of herself. But it took her some time to get there. I don't mean that it took her some time to be blessed. It it took her some time to realize that she was blessed, to realize that she was special, to realize that she was the favored one of God. Her initial thought was, who am I that God should call me favored? So if you're saying that to yourself right now, like I say, you're in good company. And yet, the truth remains, just as the angel said those words to Mary all those years ago, the angel says to you right now, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. If you're resistant to that idea, perhaps it's because you could never imagine putting yourself in the same company as Mary. Perhaps your faith is not as strong as her's. Perhaps you view her as pure, and yourself as soiled. Perhaps you view her as perfect, as someone almost more than human, and yourself as, if not less than human, certainly not perfect, certainly fallible, susceptible to sin, not anything special, not someone to be favored by God, not like Mary. Oh, but you are. Oh, but if you could only understand how truly favored you are in God's sight. If you could only know how deeply, how purely, how fully and without reservation, God loves you. Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. You see, the whole point of the gospel is to show you that in Jesus Christ, God has washed you clean. In Jesus Christ, all of your stains have been washed away. All of your mistakes have been forgiven. All of your shortcomings have been made up for. All of your sins have been wiped out of existence. In Jesus Christ, you are righteous. Mary was not favored by God because she was superhuman or or better than anyone else. Mary was favored by God simply because of God's favor. God loved Mary because that's who God is. God is love. That's what Jesus came to show. That's what the gospel teaches. God is love. And the plain and simple fact is that God loves you every bit as much as God loved Mary. Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. It is when Mary was confused about that. While Mary was pondering what this greeting could possibly mean, that's when the angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid to accept God's evaluation of how precious, how beautiful, how wonderful and truly special you are. Again, I'm not just talking about Mary here. I'm talking about you. You are so precious, so beautiful, so wonderful and special that God came into this world in the person of Jesus Christ For you. And the next thing, the next thing is perhaps even more amazing than that. You are so precious, so beautiful, so wonderful and truly special that God is coming into this world through you. God chooses to come into this world through you. Okay, you're not going to literally give birth to a baby named Jesus the way that Mary did. I mean, I don't think you are. Who knows what God has in mind? But is it not the case that the church is the body of Christ? And isn't it true that we as Christians carry Christ into the world? There is a sense in which the angel is, in fact, inviting us, encouraging us to give birth to Jesus in our lives. Whenever we give generously and selflessly, we're bringing Jesus into the world. Whenever we deny ourselves for the sake of others, we are bringing Jesus into the world. Whenever we love extravagantly, not only those who who love us, but even those who hate us those who set themselves against us. When we respond in love to all people, we are manifesting Jesus in this world. Whenever we lift up the lowly, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, heal the sick, work for justice, strive for peace, we are making Jesus real in this world. What a blessing is that. The angel told Mary that she was going to conceive and give birth to a son, he would be named Jesus, and he would be the son of the Most High. What a magnificent honor it was to marry, for God to use her for his purpose in such a special way. We probably won't be used by God in quite as conspicuous and spectacular fashion as that. Perhaps we won't receive the same kind of acclaim as Mary. Perhaps all generations from this day forward will not know our names and call us blessed. But that's not the point, is it? God has a plan to use you for his purposes every bit as much as he did for Mary. Because after all, you are the favored one. And the Lord is with you. And so along with that angelic greeting this morning, telling you that you are highly favored by God, that the Lord is with you, the angel is also saying to you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to claim that blessing. God has a plan to use you, yes you, in a very special way, a way that he's not going to work through anyone else to accomplish things that he won't accomplish through anyone else, to bring his son, Jesus Christ, into this world, to make Jesus known to, to people all around you, to present Jesus Christ to your parents, to your spouse, to your children, to your neighbors, to your grandchildren, to your coworkers, to your enemies, to, to the person standing behind you at the grocery store. To the waitress serving you lunch, to a stranger passing you on the street. You are going to bring Jesus into their lives. You. You're going to do that. Can you believe it? How will this happen? asked Mary. You see, the angel told her God was going to do something. Amazing through her, that was beyond her comprehension. She could not imagine how she could possibly conceive and give birth to a son while she was still a virgin. And we might ask the same question. Not about the miracle of, of a baby being born to a virgin, but the miracle of Jesus being made known in all these various and sundry ways through just ordinary people like us. How can this happen, you may well ask, since I'm, well, I'm just me. I hope by this point you're not surprised that the angel has an answer for that. The Holy Spirit, says the angel. The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Mary knew as everyone knows, that a virgin can't conceive. But a virgin plus the Holy Spirit? Well, that's another story. A a virgin plus the power of the Most High? Most anything can happen then, can't it? So maybe, just maybe, an ordinary person like you can't give life to Jesus in any and every place and context. If I really am just me, then to think all that of myself might be a bit grandiose. But an ordinary person plus the Holy Spirit? Now that's another story. Me plus the power of the Most High, we can accomplish most anything then. All things are possible for God. You see, it wasn't Mary who formed Jesus within her womb. It was the Holy Spirit who did that. And if that same Holy Spirit is working in me, and Jesus said that he would, that the Holy Spirit will be at work in all who believe, then we can do whatever God's word says we can do. There is no limit to the ways that Jesus can be made known to the people in your life through you because it's not you who does it. It is the Holy Spirit come over you, the power of the Most High overshadowing you if you will but yield to the work that God is doing in you. And that's the thing. Mary yielded herself to the work of the Holy Spirit in her. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. Let it be with me according to your word. We always have the freedom to say either yes or no to God. We can thwart the work of the Holy Spirit in us by insisting that we remain in control. I don't want you running my life, God. Go work through somebody else. You can say that, and God will do it. God will go work through somebody else. If Mary had said no to, Je- no to God, Jesus still would have been born. It just wouldn't have been through her. And Mary would have missed out on that blessing. She still would have been favored and loved by God. She still would have been blessed, but not to be the mother of Christ. Do you think there's anything in the world that mary would have traded for the blessing of being the mother of christ not that it was easy mary would have to face hardship and heartbreak and go through things that no mother should ever have to go through and yet the honor the honor and the blessing of being the mother of christ that was worth everything to her It's not always easy when we say yes to God. Even when we're doing God's will, we face hardship, we face heartache. At times we go through things that are completely unfair, even downright cruel. But that doesn't change the fact that you are loved. You are blessed. You are treasured by God. The blessings. The honor and blessing of being the servant of God. Of experiencing the power of the Most High working in and through your life. The the excitement and joy of seeing Christ revealed to someone else because of our willingness to be faithful and say yes. Is there anything, anything in all the world that would be worth trading for that? The angel is inviting you this morning. He has already spoken the blessing over you. Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. He has already offered the promise, declaring what will be. Fear not, God is honoring you. Jesus will be brought into the world through you. Now he extends the invitation, if you will have him the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the most high will overshadow you let it be with you let it be with me just as God's word has proclaimed amen